the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. We're not, as some would have us believe, doomed to an inevitable decline. I do not believe in a fate that will fall on us no matter what we do. I do believe in a fate that will fall on us if we do nothing. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is Always Right on AM 1420, The Answer. Here's your host, Bob France. Yes, indeed it is. Every bit of that. Always right. Never left. Not wrong. Always right. On AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning. Seven minutes after the hour of 9 o'clock, and we're ready to rock. It is the uh, Tuesday, the eighth morning of the third month of the year of our Lord, 2022. And you know what Tuesday means. It's Kersenau Day. Peter Kersenau will be with us after the top of the next hour. And he's got a lot of thoughts on the Biden energy policy, on what we should do with respect to Russian energy, how high the gas uh, prices will get, and what we can, if anything, do about it. We're going to dive into that in the monologue here in just a couple of moments as well. But first, what do you say we go ahead and take a look? I did this yesterday and I found it kind of kind of mesmerizing to be honest with you as I looked and searched at all of the uh various uh gas prices in the immediate area according to gasbuddy.com. Gasbuddy is one of those apps. There's a couple of others. I think Gas Guru is one of them. Um, but gas buddy, I used to have, I used to have both of them downloaded. I don't know why I got rid of Google. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I do. Rather, it stopped being updated. It was like giving me prices from three, four, five days ago. Gas buddy continues to update by the hour, and people, of course, have to be responsible for that. If you don't know how it works, if you, uh, have a gas buddy app, when you go to fill up your tank, uh, and you see what the price is, you just go ahead and tap your app there and then update it so everybody else knows what the price is at that time at that pump or that, uh, station. So uh, Gas Buddy gives you kind of up-to-the-moment, if you will, pricing. And we did this yesterday, and I was really, like I said, just very interested in this, and I am again now. So I want to kind of share with you what we have at this moment in time. Yesterday, um, we found some gas topping out at around 406, 407 a gallon, a whole bunch of them around 379, pushing up to 399. And uh, let's just have a look at it as we start the program today. Uh, and if you fueled up this morning, you probably already know this. And if you want to let us know, we can do that too. Uh, according to Gas Buddy, 
in the Independence, Ohio area, which of course is where our radio station is. Here's what we've got. Uh, there's a station at Brexville in East Sprague for three ninety nine, just below the national average. There we go. There's a Shell station in, on Brexville Road and Rockside at four oh nine. Sunoco, Sunoco, four twenty nine. Another Sunoco, four twenty nine. Holy goodness! Wow. There's going to be a rush on this place in about five minutes. I'm going to guess as of fifteen minutes ago. Marathon at Broadway and uh, McCracken Road in Garfield Heights. Only three seventy-five. How about that? Only three seventy-five. That's incredible. That's a bargain. That's a steal. That's a deal of a lifetime. Three seven. Did you ever think we get to a point where three seventy-five a gallon has us cheering? And I, mean, I kind of mean that. I kind of feel like just doing a cheer. This is heading to 450 in probably a week. It's heading to five dollars a gallon probably in two to three weeks. And it's not going to stop anytime soon, especially if and when we decide to do something about funding Russia's uh, war efforts by continuing to import their oil. There's a BP at 379. Okay, a whole handful at 379. So there you go. There's your bargains. A week ago, 379 would have been screaming, oh my gosh, 379, we can't do that. Now it's like, hey, look at that, 379, let's hurry up and go there. Am I wrong? I mean, think about what I'm saying right now. It's all a matter of perspective. When it went from 329 to 379 in a week's time, we flipped. Now it's just so spiraling out of control and it's at 409 and 419. We're looking back and going, hey, 379, that's pretty good. I saved a whole bunch of money. Look at what they've done to us. They've reduced us to rationalizing $3.79 a gallon. They've reduced us to celebrating the rape of our automobiles at 379 a gallon. BP on Granger and Turney is 399, Valero 399, Marathon's 399, Petro Broadview and Tuxedo 404, Marathon on Brook Park 405, BP 409, Speedway, Sunoco, Getgo, Circle K, Meyer Express all at 409, Shell, a whole bunch of those, more Getgos. Do we get any higher? Oh boy, yeah, of course we do. Of course we do. Broadway and uh, Pleasant Valley, I believe it is. Uh, yeah, it is. And they are at 419, as is the Sunoco and Shell. Valera, 429. Oh, now we're starting to get a cook here. 429, the BP at Harvard and East 49th. So just a little look via the Gas Buddy app to kind of let you know what exactly it is that we're dealing with. And I'm going to ask you a similar question to the one I did yesterday. By the way, we're guest-free in hour number one, so a lot of time for your phone calls on these matters. Uh, at 216-901-0945 and 888-281-1110. As I kind of asked uh, yesterday, I-, I-, I want to know how often are you going to fill up at 409? How often are you going to fill up at 429? And are you going to change your, your travel habits? I don't mean vacation travel. I mean moving from here to there. <laughs> I mean, what you need to do to live your life. 
to get from where you, you are to where you need to be. Are you going to change your travel habits? Are you going to be like Pete Buttigieg, the transportation secretary, and hop on your little bicycle in your full, in your full uh, suit and pedal yourself around Cleveland? Is that what you're going to do? Do they still make those uh, Vespa scooters? The uh, and, and in fact, I think they probably make those electric scooters. And of course, the real issue here is, and I asked you this question yesterday as well, at what point are you going to bite the bullet and do what little Petey tells you to do? And little Petey has been telling you to do this for a while Take now. Transportation can bring significant cost savings for the American people as well. Last month, we announced a $5 billion investment to build out a nationwide electric vehicle charging network so the people from rural to suburban to urban communities can all benefit from the gas savings of driving an EV. This has been the, this has been the goal. We talked about it. This has been the goal for the climate nuts for, for a bit now. And the goal is to get you out of your combustion engines, your, your gasoline-powered engines, and into those electric vehicles. And it's all because of the climate nuts, who, by the way, don't have an earthly idea what they're talking about anyway, considering the extraordinary amount of fossil fuels that are needed to power those electrical plants, to power uh, all of the uh, uh, the, uh, uh, solar and windmill manufacturers. I mean, fossil fuels are just an integral part of, of who and what our industry is and this culture and this civilization is. And even if you're trying to shift away from it, you can't. Because you can't generate enough power with wind to, to run a plant. Even if your goal in that plant is to create more windmills. So get into the EVs, he said. That's how you get rid of this. In other words, we're going to continue to watch these prices rise, and we're secretly inquiring. We're going to go out front. We're going to say, oh, we're doing everything we can. Boy, oh, boy, that Vladimir Putin is a terrible guy. Look what he did to global oil prices. Look what he did to your bill, to your bill at the gas pump. Putin, Putin, Putin. This is the Biden administration's response to this, of course. It's all about Putin, and we're outraged just like you are. We're going to sanction him. But the reality is, when the cameras are turned off and they go behind closed doors and they take their little masks off, they giggle their little heads off because this is forcing people into electric vehicles. At what point will you be coerced? At what point will your arm be twisted enough before it breaks, before you say, okay, I cannot afford this. My gasoline bill for my car and my my, my wife's car and the kid's car Getting them to school, back and forth, work, this, that, and the other thing. I cannot afford $500 a month in fuel bills. I'm going to buy an electric car. At what point will you break? That's one of the questions we're going to continue to discuss. 216 Before we do anything else, what do you say we rise? Patriots, stand for our Pledge of Allegiance. Face a flag if you have one nearby. Put your hand over your heart and join us. If you don't have one nearby, that's okay. You can imagine one. For the leftists who are absolutely all about it, kill fossil fuels, jack up people's prices, get them out of those gasoline engines because we have to save the planet. It's warming, and it was freezing, and now it's warming again. It's it's changing. It's climate change. Yes, you must suffer. 
so that the climate never changes again. If you're a believer in that, then you don't believe in this pledge anyway. Take a knee next to your favorite ex-quarterback. For the rest of us, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Headline in Politico this morning, Biden warms to a Russian oil ban. Congress may not give him a choice. Biden, of course, has to be led everywhere he goes. And quite literally, in most cases, he can't leave a podium without somebody taking him by the arm as if he's, you know, in a, in a home being shuffled around in his little slippers uh, because he can't walk uh, and he doesn't know where he's going. I mean, literally, the videos there are just shocking when you look at American weakness and you look at what American uh, enemies think watching the news coverage of this president. Talk about weakness being portrayed anyway. Uh, being led around as he is by uh, all the time by his aides, um, he is now being led down the road of potentially sanctioning Russian oil. Moreover, banning Russian oil from being um, imported into the United States. We take in around 530,000 barrels a day. Now, this war in Ukraine is two weeks old. And we still haven't moved to do the one thing that needed to be done here, and that is to ban Russian oil. That's the most important element here, because guess what? The overwhelming majority of Russian revenues comes from their exporting of energy, natural gas and oil. It's overwhelming. If that is taken away from them, they're done. You understand their economy collapses. Putin is Lord only knows. And Biden still hasn't moved on this. He's still said to be considering it. The White House's posture this week, going back to Politico, amounts to an about-face for an administration that just days ago feared an import ban would send gas prices skyrocketing. Let me stop you there. That part is true. Gas prices are going to continue to skyrocket if we ban Russian oil. No doubt about it, because now the price per barrel, barrel, because there is much, much less oil being transported, uh, is going to go from 140 to 150 to 160 in the open market. And that means your gas prices are going to go to four fifty five five dollars five fifty, and away we go. There's no two two ways about it. But on the flip side, this was already the trending direction long before Russia ever invaded Ukraine. This was going to happen anyway, and Biden knows it, and he knows that when he, if he, and if the the United States bans Russian oil to stop funding Vladimir Putin's war effort. Um, there's going to be an increase in gas prices again, and it's probably going to cost him because there's going to be more and more of those I did that stickers on gas pumps all across this country. And they will be accurate because he did do that. But right now he needs to do the right thing and cut off Putin's source of money as their uh, natural gas and oil flows outward from Moscow. It's, it's like a pipeline of money that flows inward. That's what they take, that's what they receive, and that's what has to stop. Uh, Politico says there's an overwhelming bipartisan interest on Capitol Hill and within corners of the Brandon administration in ridding the American markets of Russian oil as Vladimir Putin continues his bloody assault on Ukraine. The administration's newfound interest in in an import ban is motivated in part by a desire to avoid a protracted debate over bipartisan oil ban legislation that could include even more unwelcome provisions further tying the administration hands diplomatically. It also helps the potential embarrassment, avoid the potential embarrassment 
of lawmakers appearing tougher on Putin than the president is by forcing his hand and sending him a bill to sign. Well, of course, and even though this Congress is feckless anyway and leaderless, it is more aggressive than Joe Biden because Joe Biden has not yet done. Do you know that the banking uh, sanctions that have been placed on Russians, the, uh, the Russian Central Bank, do you know that that is not even close to what it was portrayed as in terms of its ability to stop Russia from essentially cashing, uh, cashing in and uh, processing their, their energy revenues? Massive loopholes. Congressman Mike Gallagher from Wisconsin was on with Hugh Hewitt last week talking about the massive loopholes that allow the banks to continue to process those payments. So even the sanctions we do have in place are 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 less than uh, less than aggressive. That are less they're less than uh, effective. And the one sanction that would be you know it would be effective the the sanction on their oil and their na- and their energy their natural gas Biden won't do. He's warming to the idea. I mean, how long does it take this guy to make a move, the right move that virtually everybody knows must happen, that is going to cause us more short-term pain at the pump, is probably going to drive people into some electric vehicles, too. But in the big picture, in the longer term, denying Putin the revenues that he generates from energy exports is going to be his downfall. It is going to be what eventually ends this siege of Ukraine and any thoughts of, of going to war in other countries. Any thoughts of invading and targeting any other countries that might be flirting with NATO or, or the EU? He's got to know that he can't afford to wage those wars, and the only reason that would be is if we take away his, his war chest. That war chest comes to him by way of their energy exports to, and especially including, the United States of America. It's uh, it's it's just insane that we are sitting here, but this is where it is. Two one six nine zero one zero nine four five triple eight two eight one eleven ten. Don't forget, cursing out coming up uh, after the uh, top of the next hour. The phone lines are yours for the rest of this hour. Two one six nine zero one zero nine four five. Always right, right back. Twenty-five. There you go. That's it. Yes, sir. Uh, make it forty. I pulled in to buy some gasoline. Highest prices I had ever seen. It's cheaper just to rent a limousine. Don't make enough to pay for my gasoline. Gassing up is taking every dime. Never thought I'd ever see a time When fuel's considered cheap at 315 I can't afford to pay For my gasoline Yeah, give me half a tank on three Yes, sir Fill her up They'll rob me blind before I drive away Gonna have to walk to work today Might have to sell my house and everything Just so that I can pay For my gasoline 
Tell you, the more I hear that, the catchier it gets. I had still had never heard of what was it called, my green tambourine or something like that. My something about my my tambourine. Uh, it's a mid '60s song. I'm told. I didn't know of it before. I heard this parody of it by Dale Officer, who's our production whiz here at uh, at Salem. Uh, but I got to tell you, uh, the more I hear that, the catchier it becomes, and also the more painful it becomes to listen to the reality of the situation. The lyric in there that said, uh, who, who would, I can't remember exactly how it was, but about 315 being cheap, we would wish for the days of 315. <laughs> As I said in the open, 379. Well, we're, we're happy if we can get 379 now because it's 429 everywhere else. Uh, Jay is in O'Leary. Hi, Jay. You're on AM 1420 The Answer. Go ahead, sir. Good morning, Bob. Pleasure to speak with you again. Three things very quickly. One, as the American public, we are currently being propagandized into having us believe that all this stuff is true, not dissimilar from having lived in Eastern Europe during the reign of the Axis powers and their propaganda machine telling us, telling them then everything about why everything was wrong according to because Jews were in charge. Secondly, the leftists in government currently are pushing this green stuff so hard my belief is because they are all so financially leveraged into the companies that they choose to funnel money to that is coming directly out of all of this misappropriated dollars, tax dollars that belong to the citizens. And third and finally, we are witnessing people in charge of this country that are a perfect representation of affirmative action. This has nothing to do with competence or skill or anything at any level these morons are in charge of, it has to do with being the right affiliations or the right color or the right whatever else propaganda BS, almost said it, that they, that they choose to lever on upon us. And I am absolutely seething with what they are doing to a country that was handed to them that was functioning flawlessly and profitably and having millions of people at work for the first time in a very long time. Yeah, but there were that's, there that's were it. yeah, but there were mean tweets that came along with that, you know, and and, and yeah. we can't have we can't have those things. Yeah. We can't have mean tweets. No, great phone yeah. call, and I understand your frustration. I feel it, and I share it, and I thank you for expressing it. More phone calls after the news. AM fourteen twenty. The answer. upside down and the majority turns to the left turn to the right always right with bob france on am 1420 the answer okay 9:35. don't forget cursing out coming up at the top of the hour or rather just after the top of the hour so there's a deal that is in place to ban all russian energy imports as we've discussed and end trade relations with Moscow and Belarus, and move forward with a $10 billion humanitarian relief package for Ukraine. 
a deal between top Democrats and Republicans. The question is, is will Biden go along with it? According to multiple news sources, this particular one is the uh, Daily Mail. Trade leaders in the House and Senate announced a deal in a statement after the White House, uh, in public comments, sought to balance a desire to punish Russia for its invasion of Ukraine while seeking to avoid sending U.S. energy prices still higher. Taking these actions will send a clear message to Russian President Vladimir Putin that this war is unacceptable and the U.S. stands firmly with our NATO allies, the lawmakers said. The statement was issued by House Ways and Means Committee Chair Richard Neal, Senate Finance Committee Chair Ron Wyden, both Democrats and the Republican counterparts, Representative Kevin Brady and Senator Mike Crapo. Uh, on Monday, Press Secretary Jen Psaki said, yeah, we're still not sure. Uh, President Biden, let's go Brandon, is still considering what to do here. No decision has been made at this time by the President. Does he take this long at the ice cream stand? Seriously, does he take this long in making a decision? Does everything take this long with him? See, here's the problem. The problem is simply cutting off Russian oil and Russian energy to harm Vladimir Putin and his war effort, which could hasten an end to his war effort and thus get us back to some sort of normalcy on the international market, is only part of the job. The other part, in order to try to ease some of the pain, short and long term, on American consumers is, he would have to also order maximum production. Maximum production on the domestic front. Our domestic energy must be put to... And not only does it need to be uh, put on kind of warp speed, to borrow an old phrase. By the way, what time did COVID leave town? Nobody talks about it anymore. Uh, Which is kind of funny and kind of interesting. Where did the science go? Oh, oh yeah. Um, But it's not just, you know, it's it's not just a matter of... um, Domestic oil being ramped up right now, they also need to, or domestic energy in general, also including natural gas. It's not just that part, but how much are we paying? What is the federal gas tax right now? Isn't it around like 47 cents a gallon? And what's the Ohio gas tax right now? And I don't know this. I'm legitimately trying to do this from memory. I don't have it in front of me. But it's around 18 to 20 cents a gallon. We're paying 60, 70 percent, uh, 70 cents a gallon on federal and state taxes, gas taxes. This would be a pretty good time if Joe Biden had any sense of leadership and concern for middle class America at all. This would be a good time for him to say there is a moratorium on collecting gas taxes, federal gas taxes, uh, until further notice. They already have the infrastructure bill in place. Don't tell me that the bridges are going to collapse. Same thing in the state of Ohio. And and Mike DeWine has essentially said, nope, not going to do it. Even if the Ohio General Assembly were to pass a bill and, 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 and uh, you know, uh, uh, not repealing, but temporarily putting a moratorium on the collection of gas taxes in the state of Ohio or a portion of it. According to the Ohio Press Network, I read the article yesterday, Mike DeWine would veto such a bill according to his office. So why do our leaders not want to do everything they they can to help us at a time in which we're in dire need of help? We have to stop Russia. 
And the only way to do that is to cut off their, their, their free, you know, slush fund, which is their, their energy exports. Cut that off. Cut the pipeline of cash back to Moscow into the Kremlin. He doesn't have the money. I mean, you, you, you need to understand. You need to understand exactly how much of the, um, Russian economy is driven by their oil and their uh, natural gas. It's extraordinary. It's an extraordinary thing how much money that they actually, or how much they rely, rather, uh, what a percentage of their, uh, of their economy is based on their energy exports. You cut that off, and, and Putin wouldn't have enough money to, to you know, buy a pack of bubblegum, much less invade another country. We hasten the end of the war when they can no longer fund their war. But in the meantime, it's going to jack our gas prices up, so we couple that with two things domestically. One, maximizing domestic production of, of energy in all forms. Get back on the, on, the, uh, on the federal lands and start fracking. Get back in Anwar, wherever else that you need to, and continue to drill. And get the construction of that pipeline back up and running again. I mean, it's just that simple. And then in the interim, lower those gas taxes or eliminate them altogether. Put a moratorium on the federal and the state gas taxes. There are steps that can be taken here if Brandon wants to take them. But that's the question is, will Brandon do what's right? Let me go to Parma. Mike, or I'm sorry, not Mike, it's Mark on AM 1420, The Answer. Mark, good morning. Go ahead, sir. Hey, Bob, I just wanted to say, I have a F-150. I have a 36-gallon tank. So when I fill my tank, it's going to cost me about $130 or so. Every two weeks, that's $260 a month. If I can't afford that, how am I going to afford the $1,300 a month payment on an F-150 Lightning? They make absolutely no sense. Switching over to electric is not going to solve anybody's problem in the short term. You know what I mean? No, no, like, no, I, it's I, not. Let, let me ask you this. Do you have any other vehicles? Is that your only vehicle? Well, I have a Harley. That's what okay. I'm going to be riding all summer. I, that's what I was going to ask you because I mean, literally, you know, you're you're in a situation, and I've been wanting to get an F-150 for the last year and a half or so. I wanted to trade in my Fusion and get an F-150, uh, and I haven't done it, and now I can't do it because of what you're describing, and also the forty percent uh, hike in uh, in uh, used car prices right now. Um, so I was just going to say, if you've got a vehicle like that that's got a huge tank and that doesn't get great mileage to the gallon anyway, you probably got to park it, don't you? Um. No, well, I need it as, as much as I, I need it for work. So I, I have to drive it. Okay, so you've got to drive it. But, but what I mean is outside of necessity and things for work, you're probably, like you said, you're going to be hopping exactly. on the Harley or, or finding something else because I, that's, I, I, that's I, can't right. imagine, I can't imagine that gas bill you're talking about, 130 bucks to fill up. How often do you have to fill it for your work? Um, well, I have the uh, small EcoBoost engine, so it's about two weeks that I can go you okay. know, if I limit my driving. So it, yeah. it gets pretty decent gas mileage. It's in the mid twenties. Oh, that still, is good. I mean, it's still a hundred and thirty dollars to fill the tank, and that's at four dollars a I gallon. To pay, yeah, it's, yeah. Well, well, then <laughs> you, I, uh, I hate to tell you, and you already know this, but wait until next week, and it's going to be one hundred and forty because you know that four dollars a gallon is going to be five in a blink of an eye. Well, I know. I was telling my wife about it. Like this, this is going to get really bad really soon. Yeah, so, no question about yeah, it. I'm, I'm prepared. Thank you, Mark. Good, good luck to you, brother. Appreciate it. Appreciate your call. And I, and I do feel your pain. I understand what you, and I hate to use that old phrase, but I mean, legitimately, we do. We understand because we're all in the same boat, right? I mean, unless you are independently wealthy, and, and the key word there is independently, you're, we're all in the same boat. 
Because what I mean is you might be rather well off and be a business owner, and you're relying on that business and its revenues and its proceeds to keep you, you know, very well off. Um, you know, you're in trouble too. You're in trouble too. Business. I somebody called me yesterday and talked about uh, the, the the costs associated with all of these increase. As you know, uh, when the diesel what's what's diesel a gallon now? Four fifty? Four sixty? I don't even know. But when the when the shipping industry has to raise its cost to get the goods from here to there, the cost of the goods have to go up. When the cost of the goods have to go up, less people will buy them because they can't afford it. When people don't buy, then the business owner is forced to do what? Slash jobs, lose money, uh, and then put other people out of work. And it's a domino effect. It just continues to build on itself. So unless you're independently wealthy and not reliant upon your business to uh, take care of your, your own income, um, we're all in the same boat here. So we do kind of feel one another's pain, and that's why we're sitting here talking about what needs to be done. Let's go to uh, Westlake again. Hi, Vince. You're on AM 1420, The Answer. Vince, go ahead, sir. Good morning, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Um, two quick points. Uh, number one, to the, your, just your comment you're talking about right now, a lot of people are forgetting, you know, what, what are we, a nation of uh, 330, 340 million, 340 million? Um, Switch everybody over to uh, all electric and that. Uh, what what kind of power grid are we going to need to build oh the gosh. infrastructure to build to support that craziness? Number one. Number two. You notice the people that are pushing this, and uh, you know our beloved members of the squad, AOC and company. You're not hearing a word from them right now, okay? Because they know what a you know nightmare this is going to be, and I think maybe they might be wise enough to shut up about it for a few minutes until things. The dust settles. Uh, as far as Hitler um, and, and Putin, mm-hmm. your comments earlier, I think we're living through it, Bob. I really believe that we are reliving uh, the 1930s, late 1930s, and watching the rise of, of evil personified in a man that is going to do whatever he needs to do to reestablish the Russian Empire and, God help us, possibly even move forward all the way to the Atlantic Ocean, take over all of Europe. Um, well, scary times. I'll tell you, it is that, uh, Vince. And you make thank you for the phone call. You make some great points about the grid too. Uh, and I've heard a lot. I've heard a lot of people and a lot of experts talking about the extraordinary um, pressure that would be put on an electric grid that was suddenly uh, being forced to supply power to you know hundreds of millions of electric vehicles, and based upon you know simple, common sensible. Um, behaviors uh at, at a certain time of day the, the 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 pressure on that grid is going to be incomprehensible and the time of day i'm talking about is around four o'clock five o'clock in the afternoon slash evening when people get home from work and they all plug in their batteries at the same time right everybody's plugging in their batteries to charge for the next day's drive at the same time on their 220 uh, 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 220 outlets. Think about that. Think about think about tens of millions of cars per time zone at about four or five, six o'clock, and in between, let's say between four and seven. How much juice is going to be sucked from the grid uh, and have to be provided just to charge the cars all at the same time? And oh, by the way, you know those traffic jams. You know, the ones where, eh, I've got a quarter tank, I'm okay, I've got enough to hold to the next station. And even in a worst-case scenario, I don't. i got an empty can in my car that I keep in the trunk, and I can get somebody to go get me some gas and bring it back here and fill it up and get me on my way. 
Worst case scenario, right? Worst case. What's the worst case scenario when your EV runs out of juice when you're in a traffic jam? Like that one we saw this uh, this just about a month or so ago. That Matt, Was it in Minnesota? Might have been Minnesota. I can't remember now. But hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cars stuck for 24, 36 hours, I think, in the cold. What happens when the, when the electric battery gives out? Can you just take your battery and go charge it up somewhere and bring it back and put it back in the way you can with a gas can? No, you can't. There's so many problems with the idea of moving to an all-EV or a majority-EV uh, transportation system in this country. And as to the Putin-Hitler comment that Vince just made, look, I brought this up a um, couple of days ago in response to Lindsey Graham, who has been just pilloried uh, by everybody for suggesting that somebody in Russia take out Putin uh, and do the world a favor. And uh, I'm not saying that's the right thing to do, but I'm saying the discussion should be had because, again, with hindsight being 2020 vision, pretty sure most people would agree that if some member of the Nazi regime realizing that what Hitler was starting was going to be as devastating as it was, had taken him out beforehand, the world would be a different place. Millions and millions and millions of lives would have been saved. And I'm not just going to say, oh, Putin's on his way to world domination the way Hitler tried to do, but you know what? Um, The signs are there. And if you take somebody like that out when the signs are there and you save everybody all of that anguish later on, well, like I said, history would be uh, would be the judge, and I think the judge would be judgment would be positive. Uh, let me go to uh, Frank in Brook Park. Frank, you're on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Good morning. Go ahead, sir. Thank you. Hey, we could, I think we kind of just put the gas problems up behind for a while. Think of this one: Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin. Put Putin. Putin. He and those two guys could very well be coming over here and bombing us nuclear-wise. And all it would take is our stupid General Milley getting into some involvement, shooting at the Russians. They start shooting at us and the Chinese company aid of Putin and come over here and bomb the hell out of the United States. We got to pray hard that doesn't happen because that's the biggest problem we got looking at us right now. Those two guys, their countries, they just love to come here. And some excuse from a dummy like Milley, you know that General Milley? Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, okay. Well, he could get us in a lot of trouble real quick, and the Chinese would volunteer and come over. They probably already got a plan, Putin and him. And well, I'll tell you this. Cer- there's, there, there's certainly, and thank you for the call, Frank, they are certainly working together. Uh, if not outright strategizing together, talking about Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin, they are um, following one another's movements very, very closely and coordinating and collaborating in that way. Um, here's why I'm less concerned about that. Mutually assured destruction. You understand? Particularly if you're talking about in any kind of a nuclear strike. I mean, there's a reason why, with the arms buildup, uh, during the nuclear arms buildup during the Cold War, um, there's a reason why nobody ever pulled the trigger. There's a reason why cooler heads prevailed even eventually at the Cuban Missile Crisis, because it's mutually assured destruction. You know, and it's been played out in movies forever and a day. And it's not Hollywood mythology to know that when one country's birds are in the air, the other countries are not far behind. 
and the missiles pass each other, the nuclear tip missiles pass each other, and uh, and 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 every element of humanity in in both destination locations is gone. They have to know that if they were to try to do something like that here, uh, we would respond in kind before we were taken out. Uh, and that would essentially destroy their their cultures as well. So there is still the threat. That's why conventional warfare continues to be fought as opposed to nuclear warfare, because mutually assured destruction kind of uh, makes makes most of these, even the madmen, even the strongmen, if you will, makes most of them think twice. But I do understand your point, and I agree with you on that, Frank. Pray. Pray, pray. I'll be right back. Helping you understand the Commander-in-Chief. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the goal. You know the, you know the thing. Always right with Bob France. True and international over depression. On AM 1420, The Answer. Buffoon. What an absolute buffoon. Uh, let's uh, check in with uh, Joanne in Twinsburg next. Joanne wants to talk about the gas situation. Hi, Joanne. Go ahead. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. I just observed yesterday, even Elon Musk is coming out and saying drill. Yeah. The guy, the guy, the guy whose company... I'm sorry. Go ahead, Joanne. I was just going to emphasize who Elon Musk is. It's extraordinary time. Drill yeah. for oil, for Christ's sake. He's like, I know it'll hurt my business, but what the heck? I mean, the guy's the king of electric cars. Right, right. That was the point I was going to make. This is the guy whose entire business and fortune was made on the Tesla electric car, and he's saying, the heck with that. I don't need to sell any more of those. Drill, and let's get the uh, let's get our, our domestic energy production max, maxed out. Uh, he's exactly right, because guess what? He knows full well that, that you know, 300 million Americans are not all going to be driving Teslas or electric vehicles. We rely on uh, on uh, our gasoline engines. We rely on, on oh, oil. And where do people think the electricity comes from? Cool. <laughs> of course. I mean, I don't get it. That's not I supposed mean, to count. Yeah, I, 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 none of it makes any sense to me. I do have one quick kind of personal question for you after okay. just hearing the last advertisement. Sure. How did your wife ever get your children to eat vegetables if dad wouldn't? <laughs> <laughs> my daughter's wonderful. My daughter's wonderful. She she kind of adapted right along. My son, not so much. He's kind of a little bit more in my in my realm there, but, uh, but we're working on myself. Still. This poor woman had to really have a hard time getting her children to eat vegetables. <laughs> no, no, they were, they, they, we, we, uh, we faked it pretty well. I, I faked it pretty well to make that. But you know, and thanks for the call, Joanne. But you know, it's kind of funny because what every parent used to tell their kid, you remember if you were, I don't know, depends on your age, I guess. Young people have no idea who Popeye the sailor is, but you're never going to be big and strong like Popeye if you don't eat your spinach. And they're like, oh, okay. And then you start tasting spinach. It's like, I don't want to be big and strong like Popeye. Uh, but it's true. And if you don't like that stuff, well, balance of nature is there for you. Uh, thank you, Joanne. Charlie in Westlake next. Hi, Charlie. Go ahead. Hey, Bob. Thanks for taking the call. Sir. Uh, <clears throat> gave me a new karaoke song, the green family, the green gasoline song. I'm going to sing that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's my guy. That's my guy, Dale officer. He's our production director here at Salem. He's phenomenal. He, he comes up. With yeah. I remember like it yeah. from the sixties. That's a, it was a good, but I've never sang it. I'll sing it now. Right. But I'll change the words. Um, hey, you know, we're going to have to put ourselves through a self-lockdown again. You know, luckily we're used to it because the price is going to keep people home. And it's going to ripple down right through just about everything. And, you know, what I was also thinking is, you know, Russia is going to sell their oil. I'm not against cutting off Russian oil. But 
got to know that they're going to sell it really cheap to China. So China's going to get a real benefit from us cutting. Well, they're not, they can't loads. they can't sell it too cheap because again, this is where the the vast majority of their revenue is driven from. So if they sell it too cheap, the Russians are going to still be broke. Uh, if they can't sell it on the international market at at market rates, they die. Okay, and and I don't mean to make that sound so dramatic, but I mean seriously, the Russian economy dies if they can't sell oil the way they are on the open market, trading at the at the at the levels that it is. If they sell it for pennies on the dollar to to China, yeah, it might stave off a you know their 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 economic death for a little while, but not for not for very long. They need to be able to export their energy to all of Europe as they do, and they need to be able to ex- export it uh, intercontinentally as well. And uh, that's why it's so extraordinarily important for us to cut them off. You cut them off, they can't wage war because it costs money. It costs rubles. It costs euros. It costs money for them to wage war, and that's that's our, really our only hope, I think, at this point. And my fear, though, is the guy's a rack, and you don't want to corner a rack because a rack becomes really dangerous. You know, nuclear winter is real. We won't have to worry about global warming. It'll be real cold here for a long, long time. I still, I still think, as I said to the last caller, and thanks for the call, I, I still believe, though, that, you know, the, 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 the promise, the guarantee of mutually assured destruction is going to make that be a very, very unlikely scenario. I just they know that if he he knows if he does anything like that, then fatherland Russia is gone. So that's just that that I don't think we have to worry about that at least at this point in time. We'll wait and see. But you're right. You know, a dangerous animal is more dangerous when cornered. No question about it. All right, coming up on ten o'clock after the top of the hour news, we're going to hit you with Peter Kersenow. He's going to bring all kinds of knowledge and wisdom your way on the energy crisis, what our policy going forward should be, how we should handle Putin, and he's still focused on modern-day American crime, the massive crime spike in our cities and what is causing it and what can be done about it. We'll talk to Chris and Al about all that next day in 1420 The Answer. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.